Welcome back to the Hot Tip Best Daily Pick Show for Friday, March 11th. Back with some more college basketball action, some more conference tournament action for today. And a quick reminder for all the shows this week, I am recording a little bit early here on Thursday night. So um, still got some games going on. If there's any additions to the card, I'll definitely drop them on Twitter in the comment section below. Just like we did yesterday when we added that Washington State pick. And speaking of which, heading over to OzJam here, taking a look at the results from yesterday. Um, oh, also, while we're over here, Got some fight picks this weekend, so go take a look at those videos. But not a great day for us yesterday. We end up going 0-4 on the day. Florida, Buffalo, Marquette, UC Irvine all lose. We do still have Washington State playing, so hopefully they can get the cover, um, cover that nine-point spread and keep us from having a winless day. But um, a bloodbath for us yesterday in these conference tournaments. If you haven't already checked out Odds Jam, head over there. Look at all their best value tools. They got a lot of different stuff to, to help you make better bets as well as they offer a free bet tracking software you don't have to pay anything to use this um, it automatically grades the wagers when they're over um, and lets you track them easily so go take a look at that and let's jump right into friday's card First game I want to take a look at for Friday, an early Big Ten matchup, Indiana taking on Illinois. Indiana comes into this game 19 and 12 on the season. Illinois is 20 and 8. And Illinois has sort of impressed me this season. 16th in Kim Palm, 9th in the hot to bet rankings. Indiana 43rd in Kim Palm and 35th in the hot to bet rankings. And you know, anyone who, who heard me talk about Illinois last year, you know I didn't love them. I mean, I was <laughs> bragging all week before they um, were set to play their first round tournament game last year that they were gonna lose to Loyola Chicago, which they ended up doing um but i actually like this team a little bit more this year and we look at the first meeting between illinois and indiana this season um they won that game by 17 points overall illinois was very solid in big 10 play they finished the year 15 and 5 um looking over to indiana they did get a solid win over michigan yesterday but you know finishing out conference play for this season it was really a struggle for them down the stretch of the season two and seven overall um but if there's anyone this indiana team can lean on is trace jackson davis he has been a monster for iu this season leads them with 17.4 points per game race thompson is also dropping 11.8 points per game and you know really this indiana team overall hasn't been a horrible shooting team by any means they're dropping a 51.3 effective field goal percentage as well as 34.2 percent from beyond the arc also in 69.4 from the free throw line but they're going up against an illinois squad who has shot the ball very very well i mean kofi coburn down in the paint has been a monster once again 21 points per game for him alfonso Plummer dropping 15.1 points per game and you know overall this illinois team has shot the ball even better than what indiana's done a 53.4 effective field goal percentage 36.7 percent for me on the arc and a 71 free throw percentage um and illinois is definitely the stronger team on the offensive side of the ball in this game 22nd in adjusted offensive efficiency um one indiana comes in 95th in adjusted offensive efficiency according to ken palm um indiana does have a slight edge on defense but ever so slight 19th adjusted defensive efficiency while illinois is 29th on the defensive side of the ball and if there is any saving grace for this iu team is going to have to be on that defensive side of the ball their shot defense has been pretty strong this season a 45.3 effective field goal percentage 32 percent from beyond the arc illinois hitting 46.2 percent as well as 32.3 percent from beyond the arc and 
I really love this Illinois squad going into this game. They just offensively have been so, so impressive. I don't think that Indiana's defense is really going to give them much trouble in this game. I mean, it really didn't give them any trouble in that first meeting. And it is a team in Illinois who has certainly impressed me as of late. Indiana was really underwhelming down the stretch of the season. And, you know, they did get that win over Michigan yesterday. Um, but I expect them to be a little bit tired, you know, going up against this Illinois team who obviously had the bye yesterday, didn't have to play. And, and quite honestly, this Illinois team is, in my opinion, the strongest team in the Big Ten. And if the Big Ten wants to make a run in the tournament, I think it's going to be this Illinois squad. So looking over to odds jams for the odds on this one, scrolling down here, looks like four, four and a half. So most of the books got listed here. So um, we'll go ahead and lock Illinois in at minus 105 odds there. Um, Illinois minus four against Indiana. Now, the second game we're taking a look at on Friday's card, Akron taking on Toledo. Akron comes into this game 151st in Kimpom, 126th in the Hot Tibet rankings. Toledo 82nd in Kimpom, 64th in the Hot Tibet rankings. And, you know, obviously the storyline going into this game is probably going to be a lot of how Toledo performed yesterday. They did not look very good against Central Michigan. They do pull out the one-point victory, um, able to stay alive in that game. But, you know, Akron um, is not going to be an easy opponent in this game. They held Buffalo, um, you know, or held on to beat Buffalo rather by two points yesterday. Um, and while they did finish the season with wins in their last five games, I wasn't super impressed with this Akron team. Um, Toledo did get the win in their only meeting of the regular season, an eight point victory for Toledo in that one. And this Toledo team is just so, so strong in the MAC this year. I definitely have a soft spot for this Toledo team. And I mean, they shoot the ball so incredibly well. Ryan Rollins leads this Toledo team in scoring, dropping 19.2 points per game. JT Shummett also dropping 15.7 points per game. And overall, this Toledo team has just been the better shooting team this season. A 53.7 effective field goal percentage, 36.1% from beyond the arc and something i absolutely love in tournament play here um toledo hitting 77.2 percent of their free throws now that's not to say akron can't shoot the ball they have a couple scores as well ali ali leads them with 14.1 points per game and ricky freeman dropping 13 points per game but just a little bit under where this toledo team has been shooting wise only a 52.4 effective field goal percentage only 35.1 percent from beyond the arc and their free throw shooting has certainly been worse only hitting 68.9 percent from the free throw per line um when we look over to Ken Palm's efficiency ratings, Akron hasn't been the best on the offensive side of the ball. 139th adjusted offensive efficiency compared to Toledo, who comes into this one 33rd on the offensive side of the ball. A very, very strong offense for Toledo. Toledo also has a slight edge on defense, 146th there, while Akron comes in 180th. And, you know, defensively, Akron's got to lean on that a little bit to, to, to try to slow down this Toledo offense. Um, but even that hasn't been great compared to this Toledo defense. I mean, um, I, I say Toledo was great on the offensive side of the ball but their shot defense has been pretty solid as well and, you know they've held teams to a 46.7 effective field goal percentage as well as 31.1 percent from beyond the arc akron's perimeter defense hasn't been nearly as good only holding teams to a 49.2 effective field goal percentage and they're allowing 34.9 percent from beyond the arc that perimeter defense for akron this season has certainly been a struggle and it's definitely been a struggle when they've played the top teams in the conference obviously you know they're going up against the regular season champion here in Toledo. And this is a Toledo team that I think coming off of that Central Michigan one point win, um, it's really going to light a fire under them because, you know, they're not.
not a lock by any means um, to, you know, to, to have an auto bid into the tournament if they don't win the max. Sure, potentially could happen on the bubble somewhere there, but, you know, Toledo can't be losing early MAC games. I think they at least got to make the championship to, to really try to solidify themselves. And this Toledo team is very, very strong. I think they have a huge bounce back game for it from yesterday. I think they shoot the ball much, much better in this matchup. So looking over to Odds Jam for the Toledo Akron game, scrolling down here, pretty much everywhere has got it listed at minus five and a half. Looks like the Odds Jam's perfect line um, is the only place there at minus 105. So go ahead and lock it in there. Minus 110 um, at minus five and a half for Toledo in that game. Now we head to the Big East for the next matchup. Creighton taking on Providence. Creighton comes into this game 21 and 10 on the season. Providence is 25 and 4. And, you know, Providence has been a solid team. 34th in Kimpom, 57th in the hot debate rankings. Creighton 66th in Kimpom, 50th in the hot debate rankings. And I obviously faded this Creighton team yesterday. You know, they end up beating Marquette pretty easily in that game. Marquette makes a little bit of a push late, but really nothing close i mean it was creighton's game to lose at that point and overall creighton was a solid team in conference play they end up going 12 and 7 overall um but i haven't been super impressed with what creighton has done this season providence on the other hand i have been more impressed you know they went 14 and 3 overall in b's play um but they take it and have a close game against butler butler takes them down to the wire providence ends up winning that game um fairly easily at the end but it was definitely a close battle um for a vast majority of that game and you know for this providence team they have shot the ball well you know a 13 or nate wilson watson leads providence in scoring with 13.7 points per game outdone arsel dropping 13.3 points per game and overall providence has been a good shooting team this season hitting 51 effective field goal percentage 35.1 percent for me on the arc as well as 72.8 percent of their free throws not to say that Creighton has been a horrible shooting team by any means, but they've certainly been a step below. Ryan Hawkins leads this Creighton team in scoring with 14.3 points per game. Ryan Cockburner also dropping 12.7 points per game, but um, just not nearly as good. A 51.1 effective field goal percentage. They've really struggled from beyond the arc, only hitting 31.2%, um, and as well as a 70.6 free throw percentage. And offensively, Creighton is just not that great. 129th adjusted offensive efficiency. According to Ken Palmer, Providence is 28th on the offensive side of the ball. Providence also gets not the edge on the offense or the defensive side of the ball. Creighton gets the slight edge on the defensive side of the ball. 24th on the defense there. Um, well, Providence is 62nd on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but if we're being honest, Providence is a solid, solid team on both sides of the basketball. And just because Creighton's, you know, very good on defense doesn't mean they're leaps and bounds better by any means. I mean, don't get me wrong. Creighton's shot defense has been good this season. They've held teams to a 45.5 effective field goal percentage as well as 32.7% from beyond the arc. But Providence is only a little bit step behind them holding their opponents to a 46.3 effective field goal percentage and they've actually been better from the perimeter holding their opponents to 30.9 percent from three um and really for this providence team offensively i think it's going to be very very hard even for this creighton defense to slow them down and when it comes to creighton on the offensive side of the ball it's kind of non-existent um may i regret betting against creighton once again potentially you know that that's always a possibility but i just can't see myself backing this creighton team at the moment i gotta fade them once again i've really been impressed with what this providence team um has really been able to do here looking over to odds jam for the bets for this one looks like pretty much everywhere three and a half um is what they got it listed at so we'll go ahead and take them here minus 105 on the odds um providence minus three and a half over creighton in this game 
And the final game I'm taking a look at for Friday's card, Miami taking on Duke. Miami comes into this game 23-9 and nine on the season. Duke is 27-5. and five. And obviously, Duke's been a very strong team this year. Sixth in Kempom, eighth in the hot-to-bet rankings. Miami 60th in Kempom, 71st in the hot-to-bet rankings. But when we really break these teams down, I think they're a lot closer than they are far apart. I mean, um, Duke does pull away from Syracuse late in yesterday's game, but... Duke is just a team that at the moment feels lost. I mean, that, that North Carolina loss was just not great for them. And, and, you know, early on in this Syracuse game, maybe they looked a little bit better at the end. Sure, they did end up pulling away, but Duke has problems. Duke is not a, a team that's without problems. And they're a team that feels like they're going to struggle down the stretch here. Um, Miami, on the other hand, is able to get the win over Boston College. They have to force overtime in that game. But when we look back to the first meeting between these two teams this season, it was a game at Duke that Miami comes out victorious and so this Miami team knows how to beat Duke they've done it once before and they've got some great scores Cameron McGusty for Miami leads them with 17.5 points per game Isaiah Wong also dropping 15.5 points per game and overall Miami has been a solid shooting team this season a 54.2 effective field goal percentage 35.2 percent from beyond the arc and a 74.9 free throw percentage not to say that Duke has been a bad shooting team because they've been pretty much just just right up there with Miami. I mean, Paulo Benchero leads them with 17.1 points per game. Wendell Moore Jr. dropping 13.1 points per game. And overall, Duke, like I said, pretty even with Miami shooting the ball. A 55.7 effective field goal percentage, 37.6% from beyond the arc, and hitting 73% of their free throws. Offensive efficiency-wise, um, Ken Palm's ratings, both of them pretty similar. They're both top 20 teams. Miami 18th on the offensive side of the ball. Duke 5th. Duke is also 31st on the defensive side of the ball, which is their only real opening in this game because Miami comes in 152nd on the defensive side of the ball but you know while they haven't been super solid on defense they've by no means been a horrible team and you know both these teams have been super super solid on the offensive side of the ball obviously um you know they've both done a good job holding onto their possessions not turning the ball over a lot Miami only turning it over on 14.3 percent of their possessions the eighth best team in the country Duke turning it over on 14.9 percent of theirs 17th country 17th best team in the country um and well defensively overall Miami might not be the best team they've done a good job forcing turnovers this season and they're forcing a 20.5 turnover percentage, 67th best in the country. Duke only forcing a 16.4 turnover percentage, 296th in the country. And quite honestly, I've been very, very impressed with how this Miami team has played, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and when we were looking at these two teams value-wise, I am very low on what Duke has done recently. I'm very, very high on what this Miami season has been as a whole. And I really think Duke at the end of this game is going to struggle to pull away. I, I don't think they have it in them. I think Jim Laranega's team um, in Miami here is so offensively strong. I think they're able to keep it close with Duke here. Now looking over to odds jam for the odds for this game. Look like Miami, the best odds we got here, minus or plus nine, uh, minus 110 pretty much across the board. So we'll go ahead and lock Miami here in on Caesars. And that wraps it up for Friday's college basketball show. Like I said, if I have any added plays for today, like yesterday, they'll be pinned down in the comments on Twitter across all the social media. So definitely go take a look at all of that. Also, if you want to see more college basketball action for today, head over to hottobest.com. Take a look at the computer model stuff up there. Got college basketball, NBA, NHL, um, got UFC coming up this weekend. Lots of great stuff up on the website. 
Also, follow the Hot Tippets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok to stay up to date with everything that's going on there, as well as follow my personal account at Hot Tippets Chris on Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss out on any of the content I'm putting out. As well as if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know you guys are betting on for Friday's college basketball card. And thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.